Good morning, everybody. How about that sunshine? Five weeks from today is time change. We don't wish our lives away here at Polaris, but it's okay to think about things like time change. So, all right. So, oh, um, we have right now at least 10 baptisms lined up for our baptism Sunday. So if you're ready to take that step, man, everybody's doing it. Just let me know, and we'll, uh, we'll include you on that day. I'm excited about it. So um, I want to take a moment before the sermon to give a brief kind of State of the Union update. Everything's fine. I don't do this type of thing very often, but it's important. So um, this past week in our newsletter, I sent out the 2023 six-page a ministry report or financial update, if you're so inclined. Uh, you can get digital copies in the, on the resources tab at the app, PolarisChristian.com. There's also digital copies. Uh, wait a minute, I said that, I said that wrong. Um, on the website, PolarisChristian.com, the resources tab, or on the app under the resources tab, um, ministry, 2023 ministry report. Uh, there's some hard copies in the lobby, but they cost money to make, so let's lean toward the digital copies. Uh, okay, so in a nutshell, 2023 was absolutely our best year of ministry ever, and I mean that. We did a ton of stuff, got a lot of stuff done for God's kingdom in 2023. It was an exciting year. We're in great shape as a church. You can read about some of those things that are highlighted in that report. I need to take a few minutes um, to give our, our Polaris family a financial update. And if you're newer to Polaris, I absolutely hate talking about money. I almost never do. Um, if you're new to Polaris, you can kind of overhear this, okay? Uh, it's not something that normally happens, but for our Polaris family, every now and then, got to do that. So new to Polaris, scroll your phones, go to the bathroom, come back in a couple minutes, or just kind of overhear. Basically, uh, we're an independent church in everything we have. Everything we do as a church comes through our collective generosity. Um, we are back to where we were pre-COVID. So uh, when you look at our offerings, we're back to where we were pre-COVID. That's a good thing because a lot of churches uh, ceased to exist from COVID or, or took massive hits. We dipped and then a little bit, just a little bit, and now we're back to where we were. We maintained. So that's a good thing. We have grown uh, people-wise, but you know, finances are back to where we were. Uh, here's the issue that we're running into. The U.S. Bureau of Labor Statistics, I'm just going to kind of read this so that I stay on script. Um, the U.S. Bureau of Labor Statistics estimates the cost of living expenses are up 19% since March of 2020. So our offerings have maintained, but expenses are up around 19%. We've seen that. If you're not familiar, inflation's kind of a thing right now. The, uh, this creates about an $82,000 gap between our current budget and last year's offerings, that 19% inflation. <clears throat> One of the things that helped us over the past two years is that we were paying interest-only payments on our mortgage. This changes this month of this year. In February 2024, we start to make full payments, uh, which puts us back to $6,000 a 
a month, which is where we were before COVID. So we used to pay 6,000 for mortgage, then it went down to 3,000 interest only. Now it's gonna be back up to 6,000, so it's gonna hurt a little more. Um, so the elders made the decision for 2023 to use employee retention credit money, ERC government money, to keep moving forward with our normal budget in hopes that giving would increase after COVID so we wouldn't have to make any painful cuts. We used ERC money to bridge the gap. That's what it was for. And we can sustain that pace through 2024 because of that ERC money. But it won't last forever. The ERC money won't last forever, obviously. Last year, offerings grew one-half of 1%, much better than going backwards, but it doesn't bridge that $82,000 inflation gap. Okay, so if you look at the $82,000, which we have some time to solve that, first thing I want you to know is sometimes it's tempting to look at $82,000 like you would your personal finances, and that seems like crazy, like insurmountable. But... We're a church of a lot of families, and so we have time to handle that together, and it's not as big of a deal. So a couple things. There are um, 85 families, about 85 families, that support Polaris financially on a regular basis. Um, some of you would love to give more, but you can't. You just, you're not at a place where you can, and I, I don't want you to feel like if you had a duffel bag of $100 bills you would give it over in a heartbeat to Polaris. And I appreciate that, and I know you're not at the place, I don't want you to feel guilty um, about not being able to, to help with, with this gap. Um, of the 85 families that regularly support Polaris, here, here's what that would look like. Uh, when the Poindexters go out to Cozumel <clears throat> after church, we got a family of four, two teenage boys. We don't get out of there for under 85 bucks even without guacamole. So take 85 families and say one time a month, you didn't go to Cozumel, you ate the stuff in the back of the fridge. That is $86,000 a year. So I just want to kind of frame that up for you, that this is not an insurmountable thing, it's just gonna require a little bit of effort. Number two, well, I guess number one, I know some of you can't, number two, Cozumel. Number three, um, <laughs> my, my little mnemonics. Uh, number three, um, because of the way Polaris is designed, and we want to do Bible things in Bible ways, um, we don't do, and it's in you know, policies, we don't do fundraisers. So I know in an effort to help, you could ideate, but we're not talking golf outings, we're not talking casino nights, we're not talking bake sales. Uh, in the Bible, people brought their gifts to God open-handed with nothing in return, and that's our approach. So this has got to come in through just open-handed giving, not, you know, fundraising and things like that. Uh, okay, so three things. First of all, in an effort to compensate for a region where people seem extra hurt by churches shaking people down for money, like it's crazy around here. There's a lot of damage that's been done by churches hassling people for money. I have overcompensated, and I realize that. I've made the culture of Polaris one where it's actually hard to know what's needed and sometimes even hard to know how to give. I've had people say, how can I like, make a donation to the church? One of the reasons that we started passing baskets again, and it pains me to do that, but I know that I need to not make it so hard to know 
how to support the Polaris family. So I'm going to try to do better about just making some compromises uh, to make our needs known. Uh, number two, the elders will come up for brief quarterly updates, letting people know where we're at, brief updates, where we're at versus where we need to be. <clears throat> number three, I'm going to try to create some spaces digitally where you could kind of log in or see through email or whatever. Here's how we're doing. Here's where we need to be. I promise not to change our identity and start hassling people about money. I don't even have that in me. I will, however, make some compromises so that Polaris, the Polaris family can know what is needed and how we're doing because I don't want to get to a point where we have to make painful cuts only to have people say, what? We didn't know. And that's kind of the pace that we've been on with my preferred approach. All right, done.